Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Three hundred and sixty-five days of sport. It is show 181, and it is the last show before Christmas. Do you do other commitments next week? Kareem Benzema, Rob? Festivities. Festivities. That's what I'm feeling right now. Really? Well and truly. I just sort of didn't really do the calculations. Okay. And if you do the maths... Today is December 15th, which means it's only 10 whole days. 10 whole already, days? Already nine days you that's, can actually do anything. That's great, Master. And right, I've well actually done. got a lot to do, and I haven't really thought about it, and I've got a lot to do. Like what? Uh, well, of course, my better half's uh, birthday is Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah, So it's the double, triple whammy kind of combo. Have you got a, like, four presents? We're going We're going to Dalesford for a couple of nights. Dalesford? Yeah, never been before. The heart of Australian spa country. <laughs> Apparently it is, yeah. yes. It's a very friendly, uh, hey, soothing might, atmosphere. You might get up to... The, they do the um, demolition derby at Dalesford Speedway. Is that right? Christmas time. Wow, yeah. brilliant! I, I, she'll be right up. She'd love that. I mean, forget about her. Who doesn't uh, love it? Me. I hate it. It's boring as hell. If no, you no, recall, no. demolition derby. This I know. I've seen. Car- I saw it when I was nine. What happened was they <laughs> the cars smashed for a bit and they yeah. go bash and and then they just keep going. Um, but people can't actually properly waste each other. No, true. We don't, uh, we don't want people getting hurt, Rob. No. Um, but they also do the caravan races where the idea is. To smash the caravan. They tow a caravan. Yeah, and smash yeah, that I've up heard about well. that one. Mm. Yeah, no, not on the agenda. Oh. In fact, I think the suggestion of that will get met with "Why are we together?" Sort of, <laughs> sort of a look. This um, is the woman that yeah. has taken you mushroom foraging, Rob. Yeah, well, I, I, I enjoyed myself, Beefy. Oh, good. Yeah, well, it was a did. great being out in nature. You know, I don't like oh. to do it all the time. So I, I would like to do that maybe once a year. Well, apparently uh, yeah. it's, the season is only a couple of weeks, isn't it's, it? It's very you got to be you got to be uh, very uh, proactive, Beefy. It's um, <laughs> it's, it's about, like the tides. It's like late April, maybe a couple of weeks, and uh, it's about mid-April to mid-May, I think. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the time for it. You heard it here first, people. So yeah, that's it's, but it's right on the as the spring autumn carnival finishes. So oh, that's it's a, a clash of cultures. It's, well, you can you can mix and match. Hey, know. I tell you what does start tonight. What the darts, Rob? The World Darts Championship starts tonight. Anyway, I thought they'd only just finished. How long's their season? 40 weeks? Well, you can play darts all day, every day, I, I know, really. I'm aware of that, but, but they obviously they have some sort of calendar, travelling calendar, well, a circuit. Is, yeah, they do. It is the 2021 World Darts Championship, and the final is always on New Year's Day. Okay. So you are the world champion for the whole year. Then, ah, see? so that's so when we went on that like 28th of December or 29th of December yeah. in, Lo- in London that time, yeah. that was like a huge deal. It was the quarterfinals, Rob. It was the oh, last that eight was? in the world when we were there. It was a massive <laughs> night. I couldn't remember that. I didn't know it was the yeah, quarterfinals. It was, it was big. No wonder everyone was so maggoted. Oh, I think it doesn't matter whether it's the qualifying or the finals, yeah. quarterfinals. They are always yeah. maggoted. Yeah, I, I, I watched that just the other night, actually. There's been sort of long enough times passed. Yeah. Of late, and I haven't watched a lot of these things. I'm going back watching some of them. It's really good fun, especially if you've had a few beers. I'm yeah. getting messages from people now. Yeah. Because obviously, a lot of the stuff is five years. Yeah. And people are sending me like memories, Facebook memories, okay. saying five years ago today. Yeah, right. We were doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 15, I don't know where we were. 15, we're probably Finland. 15 December. 
Um, We'd just gone to hell for the floor ball. Yeah, that you probably bang right, bang on, did on. That was about that time, so yeah. uh, we might have even nipped to London by then. Yeah. Big hello to uh, the Gibbs family, by the way, um, who listen in every week. My main memory, I remember we dropped the car off, and the guys were, Hello, sir, how was the car, sir? And you're just like, rubbish. It Absolutely was. terrible. It, it was, really was bad. It was... Um, Not, no what hesitation was it? whatsoever. It was a Mitsubishi, it was a Mitsubishi Mirage. <laughs> it was horrendous for driving in. Dubai. With people going down the freeway at like people, 200. I was going to say, if people don't know, if they've never been and driven between Dubai and Abu Dhabi, which mm. is about an hour's drive, the speed limit on the motorway, it says go between 80 and 120. Yeah. And it also warns you in the outside, the fast lane, so to speak, if you're not doing 120, please mm. move over. Okay. They do encourage you. Well, and- that's, that's reasonable rules. <laughs> Well, not when the speed limit was legally 100, I think. They just don't care. Yeah. And no, the guys of 180, 200. Do you, do you remember when we were driving once where mm. some bloke overtook us? We were in the outside lane. Yeah. Some bloke overtook us in the, in the hard shoulder yeah, yeah. on the right-hand side. Yeah. Because we were only doing 120. <laughs> just the and, driving. But they, he went past at about 180. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely flew by. Yeah. And we were in the wrong. We saw that a few times. But I remember that because you're looking look in the rearview mirror all the time because you're driving. Oh, yeah. And just, just constantly being aware of absolute maniacs. Yeah. The driving between Dubai and Abu Dhabi it was amazing. Mm. And the craziest thing about it, there's no excuses for Al being drunk. No, definitely not. Definitely not going to be that. No. So what have you been up to, Rob? Anything exciting? Oh, great weekend, Beefy. What did I do Friday night? I ended up a bit of a shambles again. Oh, I had my work Christmas party, of course. Oh, really? So I got back about uh, midnight. The next day, I just got up and I knew the test match was on. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm not, wa- I'm not, not watching this cricket. Right, yeah, it, yeah. This has to be watched. And I put it on and I, just, I watched it all day lying on the couch. Because it's uh, like an 8 a.m. start, isn't it, here? Yeah, real early. Cricket. So, like, I woke up about 9.30, 9.30. Oh, it would have been all over. And it was... Um, <laughs> And it was just a good old-fashioned lie on the... And it was a great day's cricket that day because we... Oh, was this it the, is, was the Sunday even the better this day? This is New but, Zealand, but, people. Yeah, this is New Zealand for you West Indies, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Just, just so to, to be clear. What's his name? Neil Wagner. Second just best, going on a tonk. Second best bowler in the world. He was smashing it. No, with, with the bat, he made 65 <laughs> with the bat. It's his 50th test. He never made 50 before. Oh, right. And he was smashing it about four, five, sixes. And Henry Nichols was in there at 180. He's smashing it as well. So we, And then we came that we, we almost got to 500 from being 250 for, for six or something. Okay. And so it was great just smashing it. And then we came out and we just absolutely rolled the West Indies for like 120 or something. So in the two-test series... Mm. There was probably less than six days cricket. Um, I think it was about so, about six days. I did. I was reading. I didn't quite read the article. I should have done it. The New Zealand press were mm. then trying to rank the ten worst touring sides to ever tour oh, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the back of this. Well, did, the, the thing so, is, they shouldn't have been as bad as they were. I, I would also say we play very, very well, and we're very hard to beat at home. And in fact, here's a statistic for you. Okay, we've won our last fifteen Test matches at home in a row. One. One, not just yeah. We've actually won. Wow! All fifteen in a row, and that includes like India's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a big stat. That's a massive stat. Yeah, we're just we're just not obviously we we're terrible in Australia. We're terrible in general. Just, away. just just against Australia, we're just terrible. <laughs> yeah, and in, in tests anyway. When was the last time Australia played a test in New Zealand? Um, oh, I think it was the series where McCullum got the um got the world's the fastest hundred. 
Okay. So that's four years ago. All right. I don't think they've snuck one in. I'm sure that was it because that was sort of – because we do already – immediately after the World Cup, after we'd lost, we had a tour of England, which was awesome. Yeah. And then we had a tour of – we played in Australia. That was the time, and that was the series we went to at the Gabba. Which yeah. was hyped up for a, this was our chance where we we we, we were going to get revenge for the World Cup was yeah. what everyone wanted and just just blew it really well blew it at the Gabba anyway lost well, the Gabba test the she, first the first day of the whole series kind of <coughs> set the uh, set the standard for the rest of the rest of the trip nah, really no 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 you you don't recall test two and three because we weren't in the country at that point no we were gone so Australia made six hundred or something the Wacker we then replied with seven hundred or something oh really yeah and right. it was just a crazy boring George Ross Taylor and came, got two hundred and ninety right. Okay. Kane Williamson, 180 or something. And then it, then it was the first ever, I just watched this last night, yeah. the, the, the first ever nighttime test match in Adelaide. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and that we it was a low scoring across the board, but we got them, I think, seven down before they got the run. So it was right. all happening. The wickets okay. were falling yeah, all over the place. I actually do remember that. Yeah. I, uh, I've been to the day night in Adelaide, obviously, when England were here, mm. and it's fantastic. Yeah. It is good. The pink ball stands out. The, uh, they use the zing stumps at night. Mm. Great. Fantastic. If, if you're if you're a social boozing person, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Look yeah. at all that recovery you get in the morning. You know, to get on the lash, basically. Yeah, well, it's just it's just all about the recovery. You get a good mm. sleep in, so you can no, keep. I'm a, I'm a, there's, there's too many positives. I, I like the fact, plus it's action packed. I like the fact that it's changing conditions as well, because mm. you know, as soon as the sun goes down, it starts swinging a mile. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's has any any uh, day nighter gone to the fifth day yet? Probably not. I, I wouldn't have thought so. so. No. Has anyone done it apart from Australia? Don't know, actually. That's a good question. The Saffirs are normally uh, all over that, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have. And it doesn't work in England, obviously. No. Because it just, you just know, if you're wet. in the middle of summer, no, it doesn't get dark till oh, n- 9 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, yeah, so right. it doesn't really work. Okay. If they did a test in April or mm. October, it might be mm. all right. But it's got, I'm just feeling like cricket's back in a big way. And there's, there's all, so I also had to rejoin KO. Oh, did you? They've got all these old school matches like, <laughs> like highlight reels. Really? The 1980-81 New Zealand v Australia World Series oh. five-game final, including the underarm game. Right. Oh, I'm in heaven. It's just game after game. I can watch a whole series. Uh, and I love the old old kits. And I know every single player. It's a year after I was born. <laughs> That's it. I've got to say, actually, because the UK has just moved into a lot of Tier 3. There's huge COVID everywhere. Mm. Actually, we have to wish Mike Bubbins. Yep. All the best because he's tested positive for, oh, for COVID. Yes, so uh, hopefully, Mike, you're, you're a big, right. fit, strong man, and yep. Uh, yep. hopefully you pull through. So he's isolating, so he's probably listening in because he's bored. Yeah, no doubt. Moment. Yeah, he'll be right. Because of their restrictions, how funny is this? We talked about the darts. Because it starts tonight, mm. there are spectators allowed in tonight, mm. but... As of midnight tonight in the UK, mm. there's Nothing. no no spectators. So you're gonna have one night of darts, one night on the lash. Yeah, stand up if you love the and then darts. And the buses are there at eleven yeah. thirty. Everyone get out. Uh, midnight oh one. Yeah, and then up until Christmas Eve, there's no spectators, and obviously they have a couple of days break. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, we were there between mm. Christmas and New Year for yeah, the finals. Yeah. yeah, no tickets, so they've had to refund basically everyone. So uh, yeah, one Gosh. night only of darts. Imagine that. Wow. 
the first week is a lot of uh, qualifying uh, action. So you get all the blokes from, you know, a guy from Singapore or a guy from Greece. Yeah. They might be trying to get in the main draw. So uh, so how, what's the UK strategy? They basically think, I, 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 this is my take on what the UK is doing now in terms yeah. of COVID. Are they I'm, not, going, I'm not sure they're doing anything wrong. Well, it feels like they're going like, okay, we know what rate the hospitals can handle it. We just got to keep it at well, that rate. That's at 99% at the moment. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's where it's at. So then they just back it off for a month. It's okay. There's your month. Now we go back out again. Oh, and then, well, that's and the then, pattern. That is the pattern. And then I, hopefully it's the just vaccine, going to be a back and forth. Hopefully the vaccine kicks in. <laughs> but there's a report today yeah. that effectively COVID-20, mm. like the flu virus, like yeah. COVID has now morphed into a different um, oh, no. beast. They're already noticing it in the UK. Oh. So whether or not the vaccine will be able to treat COVID-20 or 19A, yeah. Who knows? Oh, God. Imagine if that happens and it's basically start all over again. Couldn't you? Oh. Well, Germany. Imagine how strict they would be on this oh, bubble. Well, that's it. The thing is, as well, Germany's gone into full lockdown as well. But as we know from Melbourne, the only thing you can do when you're in full lockdown or to, to eradicate it is you've got to close your borders. You right. cannot have international travel. I thought you were about to talk about the only thing you can do as a person. And straight away, when I heard only thing you can do is, is sit at home and drink. Oh. That's what. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big advocate of that. Yeah, sorry. No, no, the only thing you can do as a country or as a Mm. region is close Mm. your borders. You cannot let other people come in. Nah. It's as simple as that, unfortunately. And the issue is... Imagine if there was an actual pandemic where you had like a 30% chance of survival. Imagine what that would be like. Now, that's scary. That's probably scary. Well, that's the old um, plague. Yeah. If you want to play, 50-50. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, toss the coin. Yeah, so when it's like that, it but then yeah, then all the psychoses will be totally warranted. The toilet paper stealing, yeah, I'd, I'd, everyone would be doing it. You only need the toilet paper stealing if you run out, if you or, or got diarrhea. I'm not justifying it. I'm saying <laughs> right. that all of a sudden, it, I think people would be less phased about it. <laughs> okay, I've got you. If, if, it is that is just the tip of the iceberg, basically. Mm-hmm. Talking about toilet paper, this oh, is oh good. This is a great story. Great. I'm going to kick off on a high point roll because you love this stuff. Yeah. Furious homeowner's handwritten note to tradesman who took... Uh, I know where this is going. Toilet virginity. Yeah. So basically the tradesman is in the house and he's used the bathroom before the owner has. On the brand new toilet. Gosh. So her homeowner was left furious when she discovered that a group of tradesmen had used a toilet while renovating her house. Nadia from Cronulla had hired a group of construction workers to do a bit of work on her home, but while they were at it, they took the virginity of mm. her brand new toilet, leaving her stunned. Although she'd organised for the workers to have access to an outdoor toilet, they decided to use the one she just had installed instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After discovering the evidence that they left behind in the bowl... I was going to say, did they... I I'm mean, that's sh- that's pretty casual. I'm not sure if it's plumbed in. This is the thing. She was forced to wash the toilet twice. She left this note. Dear tradesman... The toilets in this house are not rightfully yours to to use. We are paying for an outdoor toilet for your use. Not only did you take the virginity of our toilets, but you disrespectfully ignored the seal sign, ripped the tape and continued to use it. And guess what? It happened again. So she posted another note. This is the second time I'm cleaning your poo from this toilet. This is a criminal act, Rob. Mm. Please don't do it again. A criminal act. This is a criminal act. Please don't do it again, Nadia, mm. she said. Look, now now what what I'll say in, in on her side of the fence is that if you do happen to use the inside one, you, you should uh make sure it's in a reasonable state afterwards. Oh, of course. Or, or not, not leave any 
trace remnants. of evidence or remnants or whatever. <laughs> evidence so like that. that yeah. However, this has kind of the resemblance in some ways of a, a US 1950s Jim Crow law, separate <laughs> but equal, put put the black people in the outside toilet. Oh. That's what it's making me, I mean, gosh, that's what the tradies are being put down to this sort of level now. She's Was got, that what's going on? She's got a good point, though. If she's paying for an outdoor toilet... Well, that's true. But should... what I do have to wonder how disgusting uh, you know she does, also does is... she smells sweeter than most sort of thing <laughs> that, i think she's also a bit precious as well i certainly think because so. because using the word or the phrase toilet virginity is a bit yeah kind of uh, i mean that's you're trying to put a fair amount of prestige around something that shouldn't have any it could be got a heated seat it, and it, all it, sorts of he's supposed to be proud of taking Wait, the first dump in your own toilet is that something to really is that a story for the I, grandkids i've never really gonna cr- capture do a video blog or something <laughs> well i've yeah. never really christened a toilet before in that like a new toilet I'm family never... moments a framed picture on the mantelpiece his christening the toilet is that we're going to go to like that, that sort of level yeah, yeah. you like that I, I don't like that. I think that's a bad oh, idea. I was oh. saying that as a subject of mockery, beefy. I think it's a you know a good day for everyone if you've just had a bathroom renovation with a new new toilet. It's think. a good day for everyone. Good day for that everyone. You have to document it with a picture of someone. I I I'm not convinced. Mid job, <laughs> right? Why not? Well, based on that, why don't most uh, husbands and wives yeah. start taking photos of the day that their uh, child was conceived? Well, because you don't not, really not know. Not the birth. You don't really know, do well, you? Well, if you've got a persistence, you've got to be persistent. <laughs> just take photos well, just, just document everything all the time. This, this, is, this is what social media will become. There, nothing will be private anymore. Uh, we're all, I think we're already there. People taking photos of videoing themselves going to the bathroom. Or, con- this is your or conceiving, <laughs> in your case. <laughs> um, Jack Nicholas's uh, granddaughter got married. On Good, the yeah, she's is, about right. She's yep. brilliant. Oh, yep. it's a, it's its oldest granddaughter. Mm-hmm. One of the which golf this courses is that. This is the, I think it was as well. Yeah, uh, this is the tweet. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Hey, oh yeah, here we go. My oldest granddaughter, Christy Nicholas, my son Jack's second oldest child, just got married today. It was a beautiful wedding, and they are a very beautiful couple. They look like they were made for each other. Congratulations, Mister and Missus. Todger Strunk. Strunk? S-T-R-U-N-K. Todger Strunk. Todger Strunk. His full name is Todger Strunk. Todger Strunk. Are we in Sporting Balladash now? We should be, should oh. we? There's a bloke called Todger Strunk. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that's uh, not very I good. I put it, look, in big, bold writing, Rob. I mean, Todger Strunk. I'm always amazed when you have a, a poor-sounding surname like that to then go for Todger on top of it. There's a moment. Who calls this always a moment Todger? where you, you have a, a critical moment in one's life. Where Imagine you can taking the video of conceiving Todger Strunk. Oh, well, oh, gosh. Well, when I read that today... Nice words from Jack, though. Oh, great words from yeah. Jack. Well done, Jack. Very safe. I'm super, no gags Jack's in there probably, from Jack. How old's Jack? Uh, 78? Pushing near 80, yeah. He's on Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter. Just I, was, I was about to say. That's, banging that, out that, the that, tweets. Uh, that amazes me. Or maybe he's got an assistant and just gives her... Probably. A, yeah. He's made a lot of money over the years. Yeah. But Todger Strunk, congratulations, by the way. Mm. Todger and yeah. Christy. Yeah, very very well done. Do you know Jack Nicholas? He would only do... He did two weeks on the tour, then two weeks at home. His whole career. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he just said oh, it's, it's not okay to be away. F- no, it's because the family's most important. But so it also he, kept him fresh. It would have, it would have benefited his balanced life. Life. Mm. It would have benefited hugely. Imagine the amount of tournaments he would have not played to come yeah, back exactly. and do that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He was a man before his time. 
Well, uh, yep, he was. That's why he's that's won. That's why he won everything. That's right. And he still has the most. Still has the most. 18, I think. It is 18. What a And know. Tiger is, see, 15? 15. Now, yeah. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema Karim Benzema Karim Benzema I want to wish you a Merry Christmas I want to wish you a Merry Christmas I want to wish you a Merry Christmas From the bottom of my heart I want to wish you a Merry Christmas I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Benzema. Oh, that is our favourite Christmas song of all time. That'll nowadays. get you in the spirits, people. You'll be well fired up. Well fired up. That's no, a, that, of course, is about the former footballer. Is he still playing? Kareem yeah, Benzema? he's still playing. Still playing. Yeah, Kareem Benzema. Please, please, he played for some French team, didn't he? Or was uh, it, uh, well, he was at Real Madrid. Real Madrid, that's right. Uh, I'm not quite sure where he's at now. Uh, uh, probably still there. Oh, he is. He's French. That's what it is, isn't yes, it? Yes, he is definitely yes. French. Uh, Kareem Benzema... Still at Real Madrid. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's played 359 yeah, yeah. times. He's been mm. there 11 years. Mm. Not the original lyrics, of course, are Feliz Navidad. No, they're not, Rob. The oddly, original lyrics Kareem are... Benzema rhymes perfectly, so Fantastic. it was an easy switcheroo he's only, uh, for he's a only... piece of musical gold fusion. Yeah, he scored 173 goals for Real Madrid, mm. um, played 81 times for France. 6 at 1, 1 metre 85, same as me. Thanks for converting the yep. uh, 6 at 1 to 185. Yeah. Yep. Um, we were talking about cricket and the, new, the success of the New Zealand testing match. Yeah. Home. Michael Goff who is an English umpire. Mm. He is now the world's best umpire, Rob. Mm -hmm. The world's best. Yep. Can't get better than that. No. Uh, The 40-year-old Englishman won praise for his near-faultless judgment in England's Test Series wins over the West Indies and Pakistan this summer. In fact, he has been brilliant Mm -hmm. for longer than that. Since 2018, you ready for this? Yep. Goff has had a 93% success rate on decisions referred to the TV umpire. Wow. The next best is Sri Lanka's Kamadamasena with only 79. Wow. That's a great discrepancy. I still think 79 is pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering you're getting now nicks that are so fine, there is no way you can hear it or even see it. Uh, In an interview with the BBC World Service, Goff reveals why he makes so few mistakes, how retiring as a player at the age of 23 helped shape his second career. So what's the secret to being the best umbrella in the world? Being young. Cleaning your ears. Is that brilliant advice? That's what he said. Yeah. He's from um, he's from up in Durham, so he's probably the most important things to an umpire are your eyes and ears, explains Goff. He says he makes sure the little things like ears are always clean so I can hear. And he does a lot of, I work with my eye muscles. Mm. I do that throughout the day just to give myself every single chance, as some people would say. The little one percenters that can make so much of a difference. Mm-hmm. 
Goff also reviews those decisions he got wrong, although there have been precious few in recent years. He says, Sometimes when I've made an error, I look at it and think, How did I get that sort of decision wrong? What was I thinking? What was the thought process at the time? What was I actually seeing? Was I thinking about something else? Goff also puts much of his success down to keeping fit. Mm. Fitness is a big thing for me, especially in lockdown. So I started a lot more running. It means I can concentrate longer. I don't feel as tired at the end of the day. I feel as all my senses are a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Vision and sound, man. Vision and sound. So there you go. Keep fit. Clean out your ears. You, know, you want to be an umpire. It's funny thing. It's thinking of just talking about umpires, and I've been watching the replays of these old cricket matches from the early 80s yeah. with Australian umpires. Oh, it's it's funny because you think back to when you're a your kid and you're like, thank God it's neutral and all the technology and everything. Because my word, I, I thought I was just a, a bitter angry Kiwi <laughs> as a young lad. No. Oh my God, it's there was horrendous. some horrendous. Yeah. There's a there's a one day game. It's the second ball to Greg Chapel by Martin Sneddon. He gets him. It hits the bottom of his front pad on the crease line on middle stump. Yeah, not out. And like, not out. <laughs> what? It's a second appeal because he almost got the ball before as well. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Actually. I was, it's just going mental. And Greg Chappell goes on to win the game. Yeah. I just... <laughs> the, the worst one, I keep telling you, cheating Daryl Hare, the yeah. one up the Gabba, mm. which was New Zealand yeah, as well. Yeah, da- Danny Morrison. Danny Morrison doing Matthew Hayden first ball of the test match. Oh. First ball of the test match. Actually, no, no, not Danny Chris, Morrison. Chris Cairns, it was. Chris Cairns, yeah, yeah, First yeah. ball of the test match. Matthew Hayden, same again. Middle stump on the crease line. Yeah. And it could not have hit anything but middle. <laughs> and cheating Dale here, just not out. And it was like, you're... And, I'm pretty sure they both made hundreds that day as well. Yeah, right. Langer and Hayden, maybe a bit. There's that. There's that. I mean, call. That, that well, funnily enough, turns a game. That first ball, the mm. test match, turns a game. Yeah. Well, we can't blame them on that. Um, when in the night, that night game, I was talking about the first yeah. test, and Nathan Lyon comes in because we had them like a hundred. We had them like ninety for nine, and or and Nathan Lyon comes in and smashes a quick five thirty along with Peter Neville, and they put on. They end up overtaking our total because then Stark comes in Peter and belts it as well. Is Peter name, Neville, yeah, name that's not. Completely gone, considered? yeah. But we got Nathan Lyon out when he was on about four. It hit the back of his bat on doing oh. a sweep shot, and there was a mark on the hot spot. And Ian Chappell was going, oh, so this will be out sort of thing. And, he, and the guy says uh, no clear contact on the bat, gives yeah. it not out, and Ian Chappell's baffled. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that technology's changed because they're relying a lot more on Snicko mm. than Hotspot nowadays. Yeah, I think, obviously, that must have gotten considerably better, yeah. the Snicko. The issue with Snicko was, well, a few years ago, it's obviously a lot different now, they couldn't match it up. They couldn't be 100% sure mm. whether the sound was matching the vision. So, But now, obviously, it's clearly, so that's mm. why they're going off it. Plus, mm. people were putting fiberglass tape on their edges and yeah. putting Vaseline on, so the hotspot mm. wasn't showing mm. up and things like that. So, mm. it's, uh, One other decision that must be mentioned is Danny Morrison to Mike Whitney to win the Test match oh. for New Zealand. And, it's, again, it's it's, a, it's, it's about, about a foot up the leg, and it hits him in front of middle yeah. and gets given I get the out. same reaction, Rob, that, that oh. I get called bitter and twisted about the Australian umpires. <laughs> but the fact was that Chris Cairns, Matthew Aiden incident, yeah. that's when the ICC actually really came out came and said, in. we've got to get rid of these home, yeah. home umpires. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the only issue. There was a few Indian yeah, yeah. issues and a few Pakistani issues as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they were... It, oh, it brought back some Warnie, old, old school rage. What, Warney in a lot of those one dayers, he just had to appeal and like really give it the eyes to the umpire, and the umpires were, oh, it's got to be eight. (laughs) How's that, Dad? That's eight, son. And all that rubbish. He's 
some of those decisions when he's bowling <laughs> flippers and it's turning off spin at the right down leg side and they still gave him out. It was very bad. And don't forget, uh, I'm not sure in, in one day, so they get two neutrals or do they get one neutral and one home now? Uh, I'm no, not even sure. I'm not too sure. Oh, I think at the moment it is home umpires because they can't oh, do anything they can't about travel, it. travel, obviously. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but, but also, great singer, young, a young 1981 Richard Hadley when he's still off the uh, long run. And he's still with the side shuffle before he takes off on the run up. And he's very nippy and just. Really is starting to come into his own already at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people go on about McGrath and Botham and mm. Lily. For me, Rich Hadley. To Richard, I, oh, look, I'm a big, big Dennis fan as well. But all day, but every Rich, day. Richard Hadley is just, yeah, particularly seeing when he's that young, God, he's yeah. just lethal. It just doesn't give him anything. I'm a massive Curtly Ambrose fan, but yeah. I mean, Hadley never wasn't quick. That's the difference. Mm. And it just banged away and he really never had any support he was one man attack for a long time really yeah he just needed someone to block up the other end that was all you and chatfield (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um do you want to talk about the rugby world cup 2023 yep well they did the draw yesterday did they yeah where where is it going to be again france in france again just france Uh, i'm pretty sure i don't know if they've released the venues yet because uh, france again that wasn't there just in uh, 2008 was the last one seven yeah of course so very good one so um Unbelievably, why do people like France? People, maybe it's a good oh. it's an international destination. Oh, let's go to France. People, everyone goes yes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'd Pool like C, guess what? I'd like to go. Yeah, well, we, we all would like to go. <laughs> Pool C for the third Rugby World Cup running. You got Australia, Wales, Australia, Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> the third World Cup running. Oh, that's crazy. Um, How do they do it? They draw it out of the hat? No. You you get banded. So the top four yeah. in the world rankings, because yeah. of the issues of not playing enough games this yeah, year, yeah, yeah. they decided to go with the top four in the world rankings were the top four in the four pools. Okay. So England, New Zealand, South, South Africa, Africa, Wales. Yeah. We managed to sneak in just before the deadline. Before oh, we, right. Before we started Oh, losing. I see. Okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, and then the others. Because now you're ninth. Six. Yes. Okay. So the Wallabies think all their Christmases have come at once, pardon the pun, at the time of year. They, the Australian today, the headline was... Australia to win World Cup. Wallabies secure dream World Cup draw. And then, dot, 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 but England grudge match awaits. They're already working out the core finals. They think they've won the group. Oh, we all know who's done that and backfired somewhat. <laughs> yes. The old Irish curse, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the first line of the Shouldn't report. Shouldn't even be playing Japan. The Wallabies have scored a dream. 2023 Rugby World Cup pool draw after it was confirmed. The men in gold will face ninth-ranked Wales <laughs> and Fiji, just like they did in 2015 and 2019 a tournaments. A lot can change in three years. Oh, exactly people, right. Oh, but could on. face England in the quarterfinal once again. What's interesting about Wales, Australia, Fiji, mm. all coached by Kiwis. All three of them. Yeah, right. How about and that? also in that group, Europe won, which would probably be Georgia. At oh, this Wales. Stage. So did they get rid of that guy from Wales? No, no, the Wayne Pivac. He's a Kiwi. Oh, Wayne Pivac. Yeah. But I thought he's the he's the coach that was doing no good, and they're going to get rid of him. Well, that's he's still in he's still in place. We snuck by Georgia. Oh, right. So he's still the coach. He I'm played put- Italy on the weekend, didn't you? We, yeah. beat, we beat them. You beat them. Just. I'm putting money on Wayne Pivac won't be the coach by the time we get to the 2023 But World he Cup. was part of the assistant team for the All Blacks for a long time. Was he? Before, I'm, thinking, I'm sure I'm just thinking of the right guy. Probably. He's been in Wales quite a long time. He's coached the Scarlets for quite a while. Right. Wayne Pivac won't be coach of Wales. It'll be Scott Robertson. Okay. We're putting the money big time. We're right. investing in Scott Robertson. Replace one New Zealand so, with another. Do you want to know who you got? You got France, 
Italy. Oh, you'll yeah. get the uh, America's one, which will probably be USA. Oh, and that's good. And you'll get Africa one, which is generally Namibia. It has been for the past yeah. six World Cups. Okay. Pool B. Well, that's not bad. We'll get, we'll get you know, France will be a good run. Fr- fr- in France. Yeah. In, so, interesting. So, you, if you win the group, yeah. if... And the US was pretty competitive last time for a half. For a half, yeah. yeah. If you win the group, you will face the runners-up of, say, for Africa... Ireland, Scotland, Asia Pacific 1, which will probably be Tonga, I would imagine, mm. and Europe 2, which will probably be Russia, Romania, yeah. or Spain. Okay. Be one of those. Uh, Pool D is England, Japan, Argentina, Oceania 1, which would generally be Samoa, and then America. That's a good pool. England, Japan, Argentina. Yep. I'll see if Japan can keep it up. Well, exactly. Yep. America's 2, Uruguay or Canada essentially. All right. If New Zealand win the group, you'll get the runner-up in Pool B, probably Ireland. Let's yep. throw it out there. Yep. And uh, obviously, the, you're then scheduled to face South Africa in the semis. Um, obviously, Wales, Australia, Fiji in that group. England, Argentina, we're throwing it out there. Could mm-hmm. be Japan. Japan mm-hmm. may improve over the next few years. So, mm-hmm. quite interesting. But like you said, it's 2020. There's... Mm. Two years and seven or eight months yeah. to go. Yeah. So it's a long time. A lot of water mm. going to go mm. under the bridge by then. But I'm going to pick... If we've even got, still got, really got COVID by then, do you think? COVID-20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I read that today in the Australian, mm. just unbelievable. Mm. The uh, Yeah, we're going to play England in the semis. <laughs> it's like, what? That's the, but that's the thing about the Australians, is that you can get them down for such a long time. As soon as there's a glimmer of hope, yeah. they're like, okay, we're the best in the world again. Yeah. That's how, they, that's how they work. So, well, they played uh, two times in New Zealand, got a draw, got smashed, mm-hmm. came back here. They actually won a game. Mm. They couldn't even beat Argentina twice. No. And yet they're going to make the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Yeah. Semi-finals even. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, well, look, I'll never forget when after they've been getting destroyed by England for a few years... And finally, I remember starting going, oh, it'd be good to see Australia a bit more competitive again this time. They win the first test of the Ashes, and they're just going, yep, 5-0, 5-0, 5 <laughs> straight away. Yeah. Like, unbelievable, unbelievable oh. arrogance. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Storytime with Rob. Where, where's that from, that grab? <laughs> no idea. Just I love something it. On it's YouTube. just the best. It's just the greatest sting now. You got Toddy introducing you and then... Do, 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 the emotions do. are high. Oh. People are getting prepped. It's just a great tune. It just leads into... <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Storytime Story with Time Rob. with Rob. Well, um, Rob, what story yeah. have you well, got let's get, for wait, wait, this wait, week? Wait, wait, wait. There's lots of things popping up from the university days that are amusing things that have, but not really a, a tale as such. But right. what happened was just, just on Friday night, we were talking about explaining cricket to Americans oh, and, yeah. and the folly of trying to do so often where they intently try to go out of their way to not understand, basically. Yeah. But what this triggered off of my mind was, of course, an experience I know of an American who attended the cricket. Yes. 
<laughs> this is this is one of my favourite stories of all time, by the way. And again, it's not really my story. It's this man's story telling me, or inadvertently telling me, which I came in sort of the halfway mark. And I've titled this simply, The Greatest New Zealand Experience of All Time by the Stupidest American in History. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so, Beefy and I were on the 365 Days of Sport travel. We'd just gone from Tokyo to, uh, what's it down the Cabo? Mexico, Cabo San Lucas. Los, Cabo San Lucas, yeah. Uh, via, and we were headed to Florida via Dallas Airport. Yes. So we've, we, we're in the Admiral's Lounge, which is, that's American Airlines, American isn't it? American Airlines. So the Admiral's Lounge, you get, a, you get a free beer, and if you're lucky, they might chuck you one or two more. And I went up to the bar, and I was sitting there, and I was just sort of quietly uh, having, having a break and having a pint. And just two guys down from me is three American lads, and one of them's had a couple, and he's, he's a bit loud. He's like your classic loud American. And he immediately pricked my ears up when I heard him say, uh, Hey, any of you guys ever been in New Zealand? And so I could hear this. I didn't need to, I could have been 30 meters away. I could still hear him that loud. And this guy starts telling this story. And he's like, Yeah, when I was uh, back in my old job, you know, a few years ago, I used to do like uh, science. You know, I used to do like science exhibits. And, uh, you know, I do presentations for like corporations and stuff like that. And uh, I had this demonstration I got to do. And I'm just checking to see if my, uh, you know, apparatus is, is working properly. And I fiddle with this little clear cylinder thing I got, and the goddamn thing breaks in half. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I got what the hell am I gotta do? I got I gotta present this in like 15 minutes, and I'm, I'm freaking out, I'm panicking, and, and this guy sort of sees me looking worried, and he comes over and he's just like, Yeah, well, hey man, what's going on? And he's like, Oh man, I, this thing of mine had broke. I gotta get it fixed. And this, this guy's a local guy, he's a Kiwi guy from Christchurch. And uh, he's like, you know, man, I reckon if, if you take that like a big pen and take the clear tip off a big pen and like shave it down. Hey, hey I got one here. I'll do it. And, and he, he takes it off his pen and he sort of cuts it in, off and he, he slots it in. The goddamn thing works. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, oh, man, you, you just totally saved my ass. This guy, he's a great guy. I was like, I, I got to thank you. I got to pay you back. And he's like, oh, no, 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 you know, you know that's all right. Goes, no, man, I, I got to thank I got to buy you a beer. I got I to take you out for dinner. And he goes, look, here's what we'll do. Tomorrow, me and my friends, we're going to the cricket. You, you know, you're, you're, you're coming with. They say to me, you know, I'm going with. We got your ticket. We got it. You're totally covered, but you're buying the beer. So I'm like, yeah, you got it. No problems. I'll, I'll go to this cricket. I'll buy you a beer. You got it. I can't, I can't thank you enough. It's my pleasure. And this guy's like, yeah, you know. So uh, I wake up in the morning. And uh, a kickoff, and the cricket, it starts early. starts like, you know, this thing kicks off like 9 a.m. We're there first thing in the morning. I, I meet these guys, and we're going in. And we sit down, and we, we take our seats in the stand. And I'm just like, okay, there's like a big pitch out there. And uh, the guys uh, look at me and go, okay, well, how about that beer? I'm like, Be like now? It's like 9 a.m. And they're like, yeah, yeah, right now. I'm like, okay. So I go down on the stand, on the stand and I get four beers you only have four beers there's four of us four beers so I go back up and i hand them down the to the guys and one of them just takes the whole tray and then just puts it at his feet and takes one beer and just starts drinking it the other two guys are still looking at me like where's our beer <laughs> and so i gotta go down and i go oh, okay i gotta go down and do it again i get another four beers come back up one of them takes the whole lot same thing puts it at his feet the other the last guy's still looking at me he wants his beer go down again <laughs> And then they're looking, I mean, I got a fellow suit, so I go down. So straight away, 9 o'clock, I already bought 16 beers. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I do this three whole times before midday. I don't even know nothing about cricket. This thing goes for nine hours, man. I mean, by, by 12 o'clock, we're, we're shit-faced, you know. I'm totally going off. And uh, it just gets, this just gets more and more crazy, you know, and more and more beers going. I'm just totally off my head, and they're all wasted. And then these guys, they don't want to go to the bathroom anymore. <laughs> So they start pissing in their cups. 
And then the Mexican wave starts going off, and they're throwing their piss into the crowd. It's crazy. And I'm like, these guys are awesome. And I'm, like, having this great time. Like, I'm just totally killing it. And I keep getting more and more beer. I end up buying, like, 307 beers. Like, it's crazy. I spent I spent $3,500 on beer. Like, what the hell is going on? These guys are crazy. The game finishes, and the Kiwis win. And then it turns out, I couldn't believe it, one of the guys I'm having a drink with, at the cricket, his brother is the captain of the New Zealand team. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm listening. At this point, I come over and I and I have to introduce myself to this guy because I'm still hearing this whole story from two meters away. I go, hey man, I, I, I I'm in tears, crying at yeah. the whole account because it's very familiar to me. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I have been witness to society going back at New Zealand cricket games and people do <laughs> urinate in their cups and throw it up in the Mexican wave. Mm. It's a very uncivilized thing to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it happen. So I go, hey, man, i got to introduce myself. I- I'm Rob. I'm from New Zealand, and I understand everything. You're from New Zealand? And I go, oh, man, awesome. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah, he goes, man, these guys were crazy. And I- yet the guy, he was the captain of the team. The New Zealand, and I go, what was his name? And he's like, oh, it was like, uh, like Brandon. And I'm like, Brendan McCollum? He's like, Brandon McCollum. That's him. And so after the game, like, we're going out, and they took us to the bar, and I'm drinking with the team, and it's great. We're getting wasted. And then, like, you know, they know the guys from the rugby team, the All Blacks. And these guys come in, and these guys are giants. They're huge. They're, like, six foot six, like, building them, drinking with these guys. This is like New Zealand royalty. I just met these guys in t- two days. And then one of them, he doesn't like me because I'm, I'm going off. I'm talking too loud in American. He's calling me a, a sepo moron and all this kind of stuff. And he wants to punch me in the head. And I'm about to get my ass kicked. And then this other huge giant steps in and goes, no, man, leave him alone. And I meet this guy and I thank him. And this guy's like, he's like the greatest rugby player of all time. I, I can't remember his name. Like, he, uh, he just passed away recently. Like, the whole country's in mourning. I'm like, Jonah Lomu. He's like, Jonah Lomu. <laughs> <laughs> That guy saved my ass. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, man. It was just like it was the greatest night in my life. And I was hanging out with the New Zealand Royal Team. I said, oh, well, that's the most unbelievable, ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. And I, well, it's great to meet you, man. What's your name? He said, yeah, my name's Steve. Said, oh, nice to meet you, Steve. And, goes, and then all of a sudden, over the end of the oh, his flight's thing. Goes, oh, man, I got to go. And I just meet you. Here's my card, man. You give me, I'm from Seattle. You give me a call when you're up there. You know, you know we'll, we'll, we'll hang out. And I go, there, that sounds good, man. So I took his card and uh, sent him an email and uh, never heard from him again. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> we never got to Seattle either, did we? <laughs> but the, I just dumbfounds me that yeah. in the space of 48 hours, that can be someone's connection to, to, to meet that many people by mistake <laughs> while yeah. drunk or by accidentally going to a game you know nothing about yeah. and spending $3,500 on beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it is a, oh. it's such a brilliant story. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, it's... But I just, the main, like, the, the best part for me actually was when I wasn't talking to him and I'm overhearing everything because yeah. I was just, I could not stop crying from <laughs> laughing. I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> Because it was so familiar, everything it was. So- <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I love it. Uh, mm. It's one of the best ones of the whole lot. That is yeah. uh, just. <laughs> it's the fact that Jonah Lomu rescued him from getting <laughs> getting killed in a pub. 
And I'm trying to think. Brandon is, well, it's clearly not Nathan McCullum. Did Brendan have another brother? Well, I think he does have another right. brother. Yeah, but I'm not sure which one, which one it was. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that out of him. <laughs> I, I I actually sat next to Brendan McCullum's cousin at a wedding. Uh, my cousin Erica's wedding, not so long. Oh, ago. really? Yeah. So he's got a big family, Brendan McCullum. Clearly, sounds yeah. That's it. Now, very very good. <laughs> it's uh, awesome that story. It's uh, yeah. It still tickles me to this day. Really does. Uh, tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna squeeze this in now. Well, we got chance. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear your mind because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to play it first. Yeah. You're going to guess who it is. And who it's about. Just before, Beefy's introduced us as he's in disbelief he has not come across this yeah, song before. I can't believe it. I genuinely can't believe I haven't seen this. Okay, or heard it. Hello. You don't know which way to go. Come and take a ride with me. Smoking Joe.
That whenever he walked into a room, unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is from 2015. What? Yeah, it's, it's as recent from... as that. Yeah. So and... he had. I mean, uh, you know, you can imagine of the time where he played. Oh, would have been a, awesome. A judgment error such as this is could easily be made. Yeah. But he has uh, surely a wise enough head on his shoulders now to perhaps not go through with this. But at the same time, there's no, there's different rules for the West Indies. Oh, definitely. It's like, oh, I mean, this, I just, uh, another thing I viewed again recently, which I'm sorry for fan appeal, but it just makes me laugh every time, is Don't Blush Baby. <laughs> because the thing is, West Indians, they have different rules. They, they have a go at things. They, they mm. try things out. It makes... I would never have said don't blush, baby, to... Oh, to what, what's To what's his, to what's uh, his uh, name? Mel McLaughlin. Mel McLaughlin. Yeah. But for Chris Gale to do it, it just... It made sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... For him to say it, yes, it did but make for sense. For him to say it, it makes sense. But for me you. to say it, I would never say oh, that. Oh, no. No way. No, no. The interesting thing about this, yeah. who knew Viv Richards was Barry White in disguise? Well, that Barry White, Isaac Hayes, take your pick. Yeah. I also want to say, because it did throw me initially at the start, I never knew he was referred to as Smoking Joe. No, I didn't either, to be honest. I'm okay. not too sure about that. Because I thought, surely Joe Frazier but, wouldn't have done something like that. <laughs> exactly. Do you know whose project this is, though? Uh, I mean, who who would you imagine would want to collaborate with Viv Richards? Uh, are they from his uh, local town? No. Uh, they're American? No. They're Australian? Yes. What? This is In Excess, Rob. Oh, come on. This is John you, Farris there is from In Excess. Bollocks. No, I am 100% true. Jeez, they must have nothing to do these days. <laughs> John Ferris met Viv at a party mm-hmm. in 2012. Well, they're massive cricket fans. They are massive cricket fans. And basically, this is what uh, Ferris John's said. John's a drummer, isn't he? He is the drummer. Yeah. yeah. Viv was such a charismatic and affable guy. We hit it off straight away and it wasn't hard to recognise his love of music. Given these parallels and my desire to hear him on a track, I approached him to see if he was interested in doing something musically and thankfully, he said, yeah! (laughs) So, yeah, and then they maintained contact and when Viv was back in Australia, they sorted it out and they did that. Oh my God. So, In Excess and Viv Richards. Who knew? And I mean, is... I, I, I sort of like it. But, but it, like, not, not as like this is quality, but as in terms of if Viv was going to do something. Do you know what I to, thought to when I that, heard this? What's that? I, I could imagine a South Park sketch <laughs> yeah, of yeah, Viv. Yeah. Just, hey, they call me Smoking Joe. Like in a cartoon cricket parody. So where, where did this end up being featured then? If it's got, has, it gone, has it gone under the radar? Well, I made the comment. I cannot believe we've never come across well, this well, before. Well, no, it's never been It's never been put at the... I wonder if it was attempted to be buried or if they released it and then thought, oh, no, maybe we shouldn't. And This is the... Because no I, one's ever brought it up. Maybe I've Viv hates it, it yeah, and he's afraid... Everyone knows that he hates it and you don't mess with Viv. No, true. So maybe that's it. It's weird, isn't it? That's the only thing that I can think. It is weird. Like I said, I, mean, I came it's across It's just the fact this. that it's in excess. Yeah. That just gives it a whole nother level. <laughs> 
It's, like I said, I'm blown away. I found this last night, and I thought, this can't be right. I thought it was a piss take for a start. <laughs> is like, there a video for it? Uh, yes. There is. So they got the video stage. There is a video. Wow. It's Viv walking through, and, and there's highlights of his career and stuff. So <laughs> I just I think you might be on the money, the fact that he probably doesn't like it. Yeah, uh, it, it has to be. Or the fact that he's just gone too Barry White. Does he have Facebook or anything, Viv Richards? Oh, he's Viv, man. He doesn't need Facebook. That, no, I don't yeah, know. I really not. don't know. I yeah, have, but ma- I know. I know. In excess, they massive cricket fan. All the, all the. Oh, of course. Because my somehow a guy named Bruce Martin, who was friends with my brother, uh, friends with um, Tim McIntosh, who both played for New Zealand in the end. Right. I think Bruce Martin got a couple of tests. Okay. And somehow he ended up flatting with one of the guys from NXS and he said that all he wanted to ask the NXS guy about was music and all the NXS I wanted to ask him about was cricket the whole time or something like I've that. I've actually got a mate in Sydney who's mm. in a ska band yeah. who is in the same band as Kirk Pengelly, Kirk Pengelly and right. uh, they're called the uh, Igniters. Okay. I'll contact him and see if we can <laughs> get some information. Yes! Good idea, Beef. Let's, this is an investigation. Let's get John but Ferris this, on the show, man. This is going to be a Sherlock Holmes yeah, style we'll investigation that. to how did this monstrosity yeah. come together. Well, don't well, say that. Well, remember, that it's, it's a fair question, but uh, we're not, that's not how we'll poise it let's to don't our call sources. It, let's don't call it monstrosity for now. <laughs> let's, call it, let's call it piece of art, right, for now. Work, work, in, pro- work in progress. Oh, no, it's, no, it's, 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 it's done, it's done. Yeah. It's, uh, piece of art, Rob. Okay. Then it's open yeah, to interpretation. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I found this last night, and I can't believe I haven't found it before. We've, this is show 181, Rob. We've probably done 200 plus mm. worst songs in the world, and all of a sudden, my favorite cricket and everyone's favorite mm. cricket, I reckon, mm. is here. Just from the voice, I was immediately thought I thought oh, this could be Viv. Yeah, because I just thought it was. But but then but then when I heard a smoking Joe, I was like, yeah, that's a bit that's throwing me off. <laughs> that threw me off as well. I don't. Yeah. Perhaps he's that. Uh, but as soon as they start, obviously they start going. Here comes Viv. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, with in excess as well, though. That's yeah. the thing. All right. Let's. Uh, oh. we do Amarillo? Oh, now you're talking no. my language. <laughs> now you're talking my language. Tony Christie. Tony Christie. Uh, this all right. I mean, have you, imagine going back to back Kareem Benzema into Is This the Way to Amarillo? That'll get you well. I've said this up. before, and I'll say it again. This is the greatest song of all time. <laughs> Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Dane Swan, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Dane Swan there, Rob. Yep. Possibly the new president of Collingwood Magpies <laughs> Aussie Rules Club. Sports bet is 41 to 1. Oh, is he? Surely he wouldn't have the business acumen, would he? Nah, of course not. I'm not sure he wants. And he's a no. He wouldn't want. No, what? he was always a big. 
owns a, a party. Owns man. a pub. Yeah, the right. Albion what, in uh, Port is, Melbourne. Is that a good thing? The Albion. You in said Port, about oh, right. business acumen. He owns a pub, bro. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't have to run it. Um, how no, far? How, how far ahead am I on the points? And massively. No, have you done it? No, you just keep winning, Rob. Does this make me the world's? I mean, I'm taking down fairly regularly the world's biggest sports fan. You are. I mean, I'm the questions for you are always very hard because anything that's that I know, you will know. Oh, often. Okay. So I have to find something that straight away I don't know. If it's a good starting point. Yeah. If you didn't know, people, Sporting Gladiators, we're on. It's a quiz. Rob asked me questions about sport. I asked Rob questions about sport. I used to ask Rob questions about New Zealand sport. And mm. then um, New Zealand sport got a bit shallow. Niche. Niche, yes. And Rob then professed to know nothing about New Zealand sport. So we, uh, like, from the, <laughs> last, 20, from the right. last 20 years. There's certain so. things I know about, not across the board. I, not, even not bought, like, I even bought him a book to kind of use as research, but never mind. Fuck. It's like I'm going to... It's a great book. It's a great but book. But, come on. Anyway, I've best got, of five. You've got You've got a predominantly NFL focus this Oh, week. nice. I like NFL. Yeah. You've got all sorts. you got four, but one, not one. Okay. Not. Uh, best of five, penalty share style. Mm. Uh, Rob has won quite a lot recently. So, uh, we'll get straight Basically, into it. Basically, as soon as you switched away from New Zealand <laughs> ones, and stop asking me questions how many tries did this person score. Oh, like, number number ones aren't fair. All right, question one for you, cricket. And you should get this now you've been watching all this KO old yep. school. On this day, Rob, on this day in 1979... Oh, 79, though. Okay. Dennis Lilly created controversy in the cricket world by doing what against England? On uh, this day... My guess is he had had an aluminium bat. Yes, he did. Yes, Have Roberto. Aluminium bat. Roberto, straight away, one from one. Yeah. Bang. Apparently, they were rubbish. Um, it didn't last long. Oh well, after that, who was the uh, captain? Cadre or Compt- Dennis Compton? I think was captain of England. Who yep. basically said after he hit the ball for four, mm. it damaged the ball. So then it was against the spirit uh, of the, yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, the yeah. game. You so that's why that. it uh, got changed. Didn't last long. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, NFL. Who is the only athlete to ever play in both a Super Bowl and a World Series baseball? Deion Sanders. Yes, correct, BV. He was Dallas Cowboys, I think, and who? Uh, baseball, I don't know what World Series films for you. Yep. Which former sports star made an unexpected appearance in the Guy Ritchie film King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? King Arthur, Guy Ritchie, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Yeah. The only King Arthur film I know is that one with Richard Gere in it. It's a bit more modern than that. It's Guy Ritchie, Rob. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen it. I don't think what anyone sports did. sports person? So it's Guy Ritchie, so it's going to be English. David Beckham. David Beckham it is! <laughs> <laughs> I just thought what would be the most ludicrous person to pop up. I guess it would be English. And there it is. Apparently Guy Ritchie David, and David Beckham. Beckham was in King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. <laughs> did he speak? Not sure. Yeah. They would have had to coach him a lot if he had to speak. <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to grab the sword <laughs> with two hands. I'll tell you what's a great watch if you want to go back and check out a classic when Ali G interviews him and <laughs> Posh Spice at the same time. It's awesome. Uh, they just no end up games. just saying nothing. 2-1, Rob. Which NFL team is actually uh, publicly owned? 
Oh, Green Bay Packers. Oh, yes. Beefy straight off the bat. Done them Monday night. Smashed Lambeau it. Field. What a place. Two what a for place. two. No, none wrong. None wrong so far. 2v2. I'm going to test your golf knowledge, though. Oh, here we go. Between Steve Elkington's PGA win in 1995 and Adam Scott's Masters win in 2013, mm. who was the only Australian to win a major golf tournament? Of any sort. Any one of the four in between those two two wins. So you've just said Steve Elkington. Elkington in 95. 95 and Adam and Scott Adam in Scott. 2013. Only so one who's Australian. Floating round? Who, who is there floating round? It's not Greg Norman. No, I wasn't going to say him. Good. I am going to say Craig Parry. Oh, it's not a bad guess. Jeff Ogilvie. Oh, should have held off. I don't think Craig Parry won a major. No, I don't think he did. He's won some decent tournaments oh yes not, definitely not uh, I think, and i think he actually did one new zealand open one year craig perry w- won the fifth major with the one at sawgrass oh, by yeah. remember he hauled in on a yeah, playoff yeah, from yeah. about 300 yards maybe that's one i'm yeah. sort of thinking of bugger i thought he might have snuck one in there somewhere no good guess so. ogilvy what did ogilvy win uh pj okay oh first one wrong before the introduction of Plastic. What were helmets previously made of? Oh, leather. Correct. Oh, leather helmets. Oh, no, I'm in trouble. I'm down one. You are. And only two to go. You've got a 365 days of sport question, Rob. Oh, I'll get this. What was the last sport that we ended up seeing in England during 365 days of sport? Oh, now that's hard. Uh, oh, there was the one on the way to Greenland, that stopover. But then there's now there's the main one that we did where we went up to Leeds and all that. And what else was floating around there? What did we do on the way up? There was the horse race. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, bottle kicking. Unbelievable, Rob. Yeah! Unbelievable. Yes. It the was memory. bottle kicking. <laughs> Can you remember the name of the two villages? Okay, the actual name of the town, I just can't remember, but as soon as you say. Medbourne was one. Medbourne, okay. No, Hallerton was the other. Hallerton sounds familiar. You got that written Hallerton sounds familiar. Yeah, Hallerton and Medbourne, I think it was. Yeah, yeah bottle the, kicking. Great it, work. You still can't picture the Stoke place we say. It was either Stoke or Stoke. I think it was Stoke. Stoke, yeah. No, I got I still, it. I can't I believe can't I got that. Yes. Um, okay. Question okey-dokey. four. 1990s actress Holly Robinson from 21 Jump Street and Hanging with Mr. Cooper <laughs> went on to marry which retired NFL player? Holly Robinson from 21 Jump Street. Sorry, and that's that's her maiden name. What's her married name, Rob? <laughs> 21 Jump Street would have been... Okay. I've got a choice of about 10,000 players. <laughs> uh, she's, it's not Tom Brady. It's about... Got to be a quarterback and an actress. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't even know what the hell he does. I just got a name. I don't know what team play for. Nothing. Oh. Tony Romo. Oh, <laughs> no, it's a oh. Rodney Pete. Really? Yeah, yeah. Rodney Who's Pete. He? Who's he? A quarterback from Detroit that did nothing. <laughs> well, this is, she's from Hang On Mr. Cooper. It's yeah. not exactly big time. Oh, 21 Jump Street was <laughs> huge, Rob. <laughs> Rodney Pete. <laughs> Rodney Pete, I don't know. He won about <laughs> 10 games in his career. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I leveled it. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. That's the main thing. Oh. Here we go. Decider oh. for the year. All right. We talked about darts earlier. This is this should be easy for you. Oh. What number yeah. is at the bottom of a dartboard? Three. It is three, Rob. Yes! Roberto's, Roberto's <laughs> hanging in there. All right, well, you've got a good chance oh. this one, because even if you don't know, which you probably will, you've got a one in three chance. Oh, okay. What colour medal did Tom Daly win at London 2012? Tom Daly? 
Did he? I don't even know what he does. He's a diver. Okay. <laughs> Silver. Bronze. Bronzy, bronzy, bronze. I thought he was might have bronze. won. Oh, oh, that was a stunning contest. Oh, Four to three. Four to three. <laughs> God, the, the payback from uh, some of the New Zealand questions. <laughs> Rodney Pete. I'm going to ask you questions about unknown actresses that may oh, have I didn't know. gone I out with basketballers it could from have now been, on. You know, it could have been something. <laughs> Rodney Pete. pretty funny. That's very funny, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to get that, was I, in a hurry? <laughs> if I had some information about maybe his franchise, but I didn't know. I thought it might have been a known thing in the NFL. I don't know. You know, the 1990s, it, you, were, you, you were paying attention then. You were, you were living there then. It wasn't exactly a star, old Rodney. Um, <laughs> so, uh, But this, the whole point, neither is a guest roles on 21 Jump Street. True. Or Hanging with Mr. Cooper, I don't yeah, think, was a, one of the, a classic comedy franchise. All righty. Um... <laughs> We'll come back and wrap it all up for 2020. Oh, Rodney Pete. <laughs> hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Three. Oh, top ten. We haven't rightfully done a top ten for a while, I reckon. Great way to round off the year, I think. Great little, way to... Yeah, little, I mean, little mini countdown. That's all they do. New Year's Eve is all about countdowns. We can just do is. one on December 15th yep. instead. If you, if you don't realise, uh, people, it is uh, kind of our last show. Well, probably of the year, because Rob's away between Christmas and New Year. I may get a ghost... A ghost? a ghost? I might get a ghost in, Rob. <laughs> a guest host in to yeah. uh, help us out. Kevin Ingham's right. always up for that. But a uh, word fusion. Yeah. He'll probably be in prison with you, actually. He might be, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm away next week. And uh, mm-hmm. so there is no show next week. So, happy Christmas. Kareem Benzema, everybody. Kareem Benzema. We will be revisiting Kareem Benzema before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So, this is um, quite simply, it's actually a top 20, Rob. Mm-hmm. I'm gone balls out on this. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, More things to chat about. I can uh, have uh, just sit here and be entertained. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, this is the top 20 reasons why I crashed my car. Not me personally. Not you personally. Why, why people said why they crashed the I car. I think this is insurance claims. Oh, this is actually submitted reasons why yeah. in, in they terms, crashed. Are they trying to form an argument as such to justify it, or are they just saying what happened? Well, this is number one. I was thrown from the car as it left the road. I was later found in a ditch by some stray cows. <laughs> okay. I think the I think the found by stray cows implying that there was a sort of a hunt by the cows. <laughs> yeah, the cows as, as, as created the part, a search yeah, party. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think there was any intent from the cows. Well, They'll number just, two yeah. is a bull was standing nearby and a fly must have tickled him because he gored my car. Okay, again, very ambiguous. Ticklish Going flies. Going with those ticklish flies there, and bulls take a bit more than a... They quite really have flies resting on them, don't they? Just lots of scouring them. their backsides. Uh, number three, sorry, officer, I know I was speeding. But I was trying to get to the gas station in a hurry before I ran out of gas. That's more, yeah, yeah. That's more of an excuse than, yeah. a, than a reason I crashed. Trying to get there faster. Another reason uh, about speeding. I know I was going fast, but I was trying to get the snow off my windshield so I could see where I was going. Okay. For floor it. 
Eh? Yeah. That's a Canadian excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth, R- worth a go. Remember, Rob, mm. don't let the moose lick your cars, eh? Yep. Uh, number five. Sorry, officer, for throwing the beer cans out of the window, but I didn't want my wife to see how many I had drunk. <laughs> Better her than the police, my friend. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Number six. I had been shopping for plants all day and was on my way home. As I reached an intersection, a hedge sprang up, <laughs> obscuring my vision, and I didn't see the other car. <laughs> Too much hedges in the car. Yeah. Number seven, the telephone pole was approaching. I was attempting to swerve out of its way when it struck the front end of my car. <laughs> there seemed to be a running theme of putting intent on the surroundings. Yes, definitely rather, is. Yeah, as if they have moved in some way. Number eight, mm. this is a great American one. Mm. I collided with a stationary truck, which was coming the other way. <laughs> I'm surprised he's still alive. <laughs> Very to, true. To, to tell that tale. Number nine. The pedestrian had no idea which way to run, so I ran over him. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Straight down the middle. Yeah, yeah. If in yeah. doubt, B. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely take that approach if there's like a, a deer or uh, something yeah, like that. but or not a, a human. Even a kangaroo. Even a kangaroo. Uh, yeah. Talk about that later. But, but maybe not with a human. Number ten. The car in front hit the pedestrian, but he got up, so I hit him again. Gosh. <laughs> Stupid pedestrians. Number 11. The guy was all over the road. I had to swerve a number of times before I hit him. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to get the vibe now on this. Okay, you're starting yeah. to get the vibe. Number 12. I don't think these are insurance claims, beefy. Well, allegedly they are. Number 12. Leaving home for work, I drove out of my drive and straight into a bus. The bus was five minutes early. Ah. Uh. Well, you got to stick to your schedule. Stick yeah. to the schedule. Like yeah. Buses getting there on time yeah. or uh, even earlier. Also, you should really look at your rearview mirror. You probably should. Mm-hmm. Don't drive out into the road mm-hmm. hoping there's no bus. Mm-hmm. Number 13. Coming home, I drove into the wrong house and struck a tree that I haven't got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number 14. I had one eye on a parked car, another on, on the approaching lorries, and another on the woman behind. Yes, that, Those that, aliens. that third eye. Yeah, that third eye. I'll get you every time. Number 15. I saw her look at me twice. She appeared to be making slow progress when we met on impact. Uh, he's paying attention. That, that's Too what, much. That's what, that's what I took from that. Yeah. He's, just, uh, ooh. he's focused. Number 16. Similar one to before. I started to slow down, but the traffic was more stationary than I'd previously thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like that Welsh bloke who smashed up at the back of my car that time. Yeah. yeah he was, that was, that was his well, car. this could have been him. Number 17. An invisible car came out of nowhere, struck my car, and then vanished. No, this guy didn't vanish. <laughs> he stuck around. <laughs> he did, yeah. Gave his license. I've still got a picture of it. Garant. Garant, Garant his yes. name is. Number 18. The other car collided with mine without giving warning of his intentions. Ah. Uh, Just drove straight into yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those deliberate accidents are far more um, yeah. careful, aren't they? Yeah. Number 19, as I approached the intersection, a stop sign suddenly appeared in a place where no stop sign had ever appeared before. I was unable to stop in time to avoid the accident. It can happen. It can happen. Yeah. They pop up sometimes. This is the very last one, number 20, and this comes from 1954, Rob. Mm-hmm. This car was hired when my own was being repaired. Unfortunately, the front seat was fixed, and owing to the abnormal size of my tummy, I was unable to sit without the steering column being firmly wedged into the latter. In fact, 
I had to pull my stomach in whenever I made a turn of any consequence. Mm. Coming up a steep hill on rounding a corner, I met a nasty little boy trying to break his neck speeding downhill on a bicycle. I was forced to pull into the side suddenly, and as my tummy muscles failed to react, the steering column did likewise, and I struck a heap of roadside clearings. That's very poor. What a big fat tubs. Yep. So fat you can't turn the <laughs> yes. steering wheel. You have to be a, in a hurry. proper behemoth for that. Proper You can't behemoth. blame the car for that. Look in the mirror, Look I would suggest. So that's it, 20 reasons why I crashed. Not, none of them I really, I don't think they would have worked out. No, doesn't yeah. sound like it. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne jogger attacked by Killer Kanga. Uh, a jogger thought she was going to be clawed to death yeah. during a nightmare run in Melbourne southeast where she was stalked and attacked by a killer kangaroo. Mm. Tracy Noonan was jogging when a kangaroo bolted towards her, knocking her to the ground and scratching her back in a frightening attack. The woman said she desperately tried to get away, throwing rocks at the animal while racing to a nearby home for shelter. Mm. I was petrified. I think I was in a state of shock because it knocked me to the ground. I was like, did that actually happen? I felt this massive bang in my back and I thought, I've just been beaten by a kangaroo. Mm. The rock stunned the room momentarily, giving the woman enough time to make a quick getaway. Noonan ran up a driveway and sought refuge at a local residence with the roo following close behind her. I ran into the nearest driveway and it actually followed me up the driveway and into this person's yard. Thank goodness they were home and they had come out and scared it away. I actually sat with them for 20 minutes while I calmed, while I calmed down. After 20 minutes in hiding, the shaken woman believed she was in the clear and proceeded to leave the home only to find the roo waiting for her wow. around the corner How about that? in a sneak attack. That effing kangaroo was waiting for me. A park ranger told the woman he believed the roo was attracted to her new Sarah Jessica Parker perfume. He, ah. se- he seems to think it could possibly be my perfume. It was so funny because who wears perfume on a run? Mm. No one. But it was early in the morning. I was fumbling around for deodorant and that was all I could find. I had sprayed perfume on myself. I was not trying to attract any kangaroos. I can assure you that. Unbelievable. The stealth wait outside by the yeah. kangaroo to go for that. That's, that, that's pretty boy. impressive. However, I would say misleading headline because he didn't end up killing anyone. So yeah. he's not a killer kangaroo. But he could have if he... He's a, he was a uh, sexually... Uh, <laughs> motivated. Most, uh, sexually motivated, sexually assaulting kangaroo. She was on heat. Or just assaulting kangaroo. She was on heat and he was... Ready to service her. Yeah, wow. I think Perhaps they... female kangaroos smell like Sarah Jessica Parker's. Possible. Horse sense. Odor horse. Perhaps the kangaroo species are going to a new stage of their biological evolution. Yeah. And they're looking to do some sort of interbred fusion with uh, human beings. Yeah. And that no. was the pioneer Sounds of that about, idea. Sounds about right. Mm. We have got to thank Jack Link's beef jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. If you haven't got your Jack Link's for Christmas, make sure you go and get it now because... I reckon it might sell it. It's yeah. so damn good, Rob. Uh, it's, uh, there's been advertisements, paid advertising all over the internet. Is there? Yeah, so Not they're surprised. making a real charge and uh, the response, no doubt. That's probably the off the back of SpaceX going to the International Space Station, Rob. What did they say? Clearly, the SpaceX astronauts are fueled by Jack Link's beef jerky. Yeah. And you know why? That's a no doubt. Um, I don't know. Tell me again. It's the food of astronauts, Rob! It's the food! Of astronauts! Yeah, it, it, it seems to keep them going, doesn't it? Definitely keeps them yeah, going. Yeah, it's keep them going for a long time on this show, that's for sure. We yeah. make sure people are aware of it. Hey, it was quite hot last couple of days. Really? It yeah. was... Um, really hot out yeah, of yeah, Melton. Really? Yeah. Why is it hot out there? Because it's Melton. 
brilliant. We haven't done that for a while. Long time. Long time. time. There's a reason why. Yeah. Well, Rob, there's only one real thing left to say for 2020 for me and you. Wow. Congrats on another ripping uh, year. 181 we've done of these things. 181. Kangaroo. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Coming too early then. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Benzema. How good is it? (laughs) Karim Benzema, everybody. I want to thank everyone for listening, by the way, for 2020. Oh, it's been a great. tough year yeah. across the board, so uh, thanks for sticking with it. And uh, thanks for jumping on the Facebook page. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Thanks for just being ultra cool, ultra nice, and really, really friendly. And uh, we'll be back in 2021. Bigger and better. And whoever knows what we might be able to throw in the mix. Got to thank Jack Links. They are the greatest company we could be associated with. We really do appreciate all their love and support. This has been episode 181 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet, 365 Days of Sport. We'll see you on the 5th of January.